Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome back to Living Well with Zenobia Bailey. I am welcoming Nisha Jackson today, and as well as all of you. Thank you for listening. Nisha is the CEO of Financially Brilliant Women's Institute, and she is in with us today to talk about something, a concept that she advances called the Three Pillars of Wealth. So, Nisha, Nisha, welcome, and would you just Share with us uh, what this three pillars of wealth is, please. Oh, absolutely, Zenobia. The three pillars of wealth represent how you build wealth um, using three pillars, using the past, the present, and the future. And incorporated in that, the past represents um, the mindset and how you've come to where you've come today to develop the habits that you have with regards to handling your money. Then the present is your current day money management skills. And thirdly is the future, um, the celebration for um, your retirement and planning for your retirement. And the present and the future commingle with each other quite a bit. So some of the things that I cover will be, although I cover them in the present, they will hold true as well for the future. But I have some extra bonuses there that I'll discuss with the listeners and yourself regarding um, what you can do to make retirement a lifestyle. Okay, let me just ask you how, if I could, um, did I interrupt a thought that you had? I, I don't mean to do that. Oh, no. Were you about no. to say something? Did I interrupt you? Well, I was going to go on and talk about the mindset, but uh, okay, I just want to ask, how did you come about mm-hmm. these uh, developing the pillars? That's that's what I wanted to ask before you start. You started talking about the mindset. Was there something? Well, that in dealing occurred? with my clients, dealing with my clients, mm-hmm. I have my own signature programs, yes. and dealing with my clients, you know, I found that it was not um, benefiting them or myself with us working together without uh, touching on the past that can creep up into your present day and your future. So what I've done is that it's sort of like the stages of a life cycle. You know, you're you're young, you go to work, you get married, you know, you change life cycles, have children, and then you're on to retirement. Mm -hmm. But all these things are affected, and your ability to grow wealth is affected by that childhood, those formative years that, you know, um, you have learned and developed your money stories and your legacy. So what I was finding was is that people would come to me, my clients would come to me, and they were really focused, wanting, they had the desire to have the wealth that they wanted to create, but once they got to a certain point, they backed off. Hmm. Many of them became fearful. They were 
um, not willing to accept the success in which they were um, being blessed with. And that happened to myself as I thought about how I can uh, help them through these barriers. Real short story is that I was a foster child. So um, I became emancipated at 17. I went out on my own at 17. The reason why I went out on my own at 17 was because my last foster mother uh, developed Alzheimer's, and they had to clear out her home. And it made no sense for me to go for six more months. But I was still in high school. I had to get two jobs. Um, I got a roommate. And I was basically foist out on my own, or I chose to go there, but... To a teenager at the time, you know, it was it was a um, a very difficult role to maneuver. And what happened was, I graduated high school because I had all these dreams and I had the ambition, I had the perseverance. But um, in the midst of that, some things crept up, in which I turn around now and I see it come full circle, and I see in my clients today. The things that had crept up were by the time I was able to, when I graduated college, I'm sorry, graduated high school and was getting ready to enter college, I went to a community college, but I tell you, by age 22, uh, well, actually about 21, I had amassed over over $22,000 worth of debt. And none of that was to pay for college, mind you. Ah. So... I was feeling the stress, the turmoil that, you know, people who had lived into their 30s and 40s um, at a very young age, and I had no person to turn to. So rather Mm -hmm. than end up homeless, I had to devise a plan, and that's what I did. I set out to learn everything I could about personal finance and found out that that was my passion and I loved it. So in that amount of time, I managed, and, and part of which the legislation has cleared up today was because the, the on the college campus of my community college, they had credit card forms for everyone, you know. My tote bag or free glass ended up costing me more than $22,000 in order to sign up for the credit card. So um, that's one of the greatest things that they've done now is regulated that on college campuses. So I ended up with $22,000 worth of debt. I couldn't sleep. You know, creditors were calling. Um, and so I had to find a way to get out of it in order not to become homeless. So I originally I only had one job, and I had a roommate, and I was finishing high school. So I had to take on a second job overnight from 11 to 7 being an operator at a construction company. So basically, I only survived on three or four hours of sleep, went to high school for four hours, came home, and then, you know, started that vicious cycle all over again. So That's right. I forgot. Um, it, you were still in high school when, with all of this going on. Yes. Well, I I, gradu- I was graduating from high school when I got $22,000 worth of debt, but I left. I was emancipated, and I was living on my own and had, you know, I was in foster care, so I had no one else to turn to. You know, yes. had my foster brother been, you know, still healthy, then, of course, she would have helped me. Um, but, I've done, you know, just like a, the transition period, you know, uh, the 18 to 21, I amassed all this debt, and I had to figure out how to get out of it, so I taught myself how to get out of it. I read everything there was uh, about personal finance and how savings and things like that, and I did what I was willing to do to um get out of it. So I got the second job, but what I did was I um, 
got rid of the debt, and I saved up enough by age 25 uh, for a 10% down payment because they only had conventional loans. They didn't have all the programs that they have today. Conventional loan, so I had to get PMI, private mortgage insurance, but to uh, have a down payment on first house. I moved to my own first home, on my first home at age 25, 26, just about turning 26. So I got rid of that debt. So mm-hmm. thank you. So yes, and that absolutely. as well as a linear concept that I, you know, we'll talk about briefly a little later um, about eliminating debt with the money you already you already make yourself. And I taking out additional loans or consolidating and those things. It's a, it's a way that you can do it. And I did that up under three years. So That's I was amazing. able to purchase my first amazing. home. Okay, thank well, you. I'm not going to ask thank any you. questions right now because we only have this small. Uh, window okay. of time, and we want to hear from you. So you just go right ahead. Okay, I will you stop so you in a little bit for a commercial break, but you go right ahead. Okay, great. So um, with my clients today, I recognize myself back then. The reason why I had that $22,000 worth of debt because I was um, healing from an emotional pain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that had to be addressed. And so um, when I, otherwise it's a cycle that continues. So my, with my clients, I developed a, a portion of mindset, which I call the past, which deals with removing blocks so that you can be able to um, effectively manage your money and create wealth and, and, you know, really hold on and embrace the success that you, that is your birthright uh, removing those blocks that you have, dealing with any emotional baggage that you have, dealing with your money legacy. Your money legacy is what you grew up with. How did you see your parents handle money? Did you see them fight? Did you see them overspend? Um, did you always hear money doesn't grow on, a tree, grow on trees? Did they not see money as a freedom instrument and they tried to hoard it? All those things are passed down to you. You emulate what you saw then. So I encourage people to create and show them how to create new money legacies by removing the blocks, uh, changing their money stories, you know, and wanting what money is really meant for. Money is meant to stay in circulation. Money, uh, being wealthy, gives us the opportunity to live freedom-based lifestyles, and that is my goal for everyone. So in order to do that, you have to create a higher wealth consciousness. You have to want it. You have to know that you deserve it. You have to want to know how to get it. You want to um, be able to enjoy the finer things of life and envision, have dream big, have big dreams about um, the finer things in life so that your goals and your planning to reach those goals, if you plan higher, then you actually you know, really want to be comfortably then you'll have excess, if that makes sense. Many people yes, have it goals it makes sense. that are, um, you know, at a certain level, and so that's why there's never enough. So dream big, I encourage you to dream big, remove money blocks, wealth consciousness, and create new money legacies. And take the shame out of things that have happened in the past. In this last economic downturn, many people had to, um, declare bankruptcy. 
well, that's not anything to be ashamed of. You were not alone. So let's take it from no, this point millions. and build. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they had one little quote from the from bankruptcy back in, the, back in the day. Now, almost every courtroom, you know, they've opened like eight or nine now to deal yes. with the people who are in bankruptcy. So, but that has to do a lot with something that wasn't your fault, not only money management, but the current state of the economy. The government Absolutely. Yes. was on the verge yes. of going bankrupt. So, yes. so and all that, the corporations that folded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I want for every individual is to get out of the grasp of the corporations and the government. Stop relying on them because the, they can't manage their own money. I've always said that there always there needs to be a president in there who, in addition to making the decisions of the world, he needs to know how his money is going, his decisions are going to affect the world financially. That's a very good point. Very good point. And he or she, I know you meant to say he or she. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, he or she. Because it looks like we have a couple running now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're leaning in, as they say. Yes, and which is absolutely. something that I would really, I would really like people to do with their money mindset too. Is to lean in, stop hmm. being afraid. You know, the fear. I wonder if and, people and even the, know that they are afraid. That's a good point to make. I wonder if people know that they are afraid. I, as you're talking, of course, I'm applying this to me. And in some ways, I wish that we had set this up that you would be my coach, you know, and maybe I'll have you back again and we can do that. But keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, me yes. all excited. <laughs> <laughs> there are telltale signs of being afraid. Like I said, not wanting to manage your money, letting the husband do it. Well, what happens or the wife? What happens if your spouse is no longer there? Um, Also, not um, paying your bills on time, not having a spending plan. You can't know uh, successfully um, deal with your income going out if you don't know what's coming in. The bills going out if you don't know what income is coming in. So, you know, whether they call it budget or I don't like that word or whatever they say to exhibit that fear, you have to have a spending plan. You know, it has to balance out. Otherwise, this is how you get into those problems. And um, to heal those things within you that are making you overspend and try to keep up with the Joneses. So, yes, absolutely, there are some telltale signs. Number one, those things that I just spoke of, but number two, they are um, telltale signs if you stop opening your bills. There are a lot of people what who don't even open what did you their say bills. About anymore. Opening the bills? I'm sorry, Nisha. Say stop that again. opening your bills. If you stop opening your bills. Oh, if you stop. Okay. Yes, I have clients, or you've had. I've, I've had um, even business clients who, who are doing business coaching, and you know, clearing the clutter. If you have a lot of clutter, if you bought numerous things, those are all signs of fear. Numerous things, and you don't. You you bought that thing twice, or you have things with tickets in the closet. These are things that are saying that there's a problem. Mm, and true. these are things that you need to do on uh, do self-development, personal development on yourself in order to clear those things. Otherwise, you'll never get ahead financially. But a lot of people don't even open their bills. I had a client who was um, always she owned her own business, but she was in real estate. And, you know, real estate market had gotten bad. Mm-hmm. So rather than see the issues that were coming in and facing them, and being proactive 
and calling the bank and doing what they needed she needed to do. She waited so long till they were not um conducive to listening and trying to find work on a plan for her. And when when we got her to go through all those things, you know she found two checks on her desk amongst the oh, papers that word. she had just been. Oh. They could have oh, helped her. Absolutely. Can I just ask you to hold that one thought now while we go to commercial? We'll be right back. Just hold your thought, please. Okay. Okay, Nisha, welcome back. And I want to ask you to, um, I'm I'm not going to interrupt. I said I wasn't going to ask any more questions, but I do have a question. Help us to understand what this is saying. If I say to you, um, I really want to grow my wealth, Nisha, uh, but I don't want to um, be guilty of or be, um, seen or or I don't know the word guilty of I'll just say that be guilty of um, trying to amass so much money that I forget the important things is that a fear is that indicative of a fear or what, what how would you speak to that that's absolutely a fear okay and, uh, it's a it's a fear based excuse <laughs> you know a fear based excuse okay. absolutely absolutely Do you have anything because else you to can say make about that. Um, because your service and your passion, your service to the world um, and doing what you love to do that serves the world, will, the money will follow. It absolutely will. Well, I worked a nine-to-five government job and mm-hmm. I worked for 13 years and doing what people said I should have been doing as far as having stability And that only required me to live paycheck to paycheck. But now that I'm doing what my passion is and I'm serving the world at a much higher place, um, the money just follows. It magnetizes. I'm embracing that. I'm just, now this, I'm revealing me. I do have a concern, Mm -hmm. so that's fear, and I've, I've wondered about that for a while. Um, but I'm embracing mm-hmm. me, and I see what you're saying about the money will follow. But I do get concerned sometimes, not that I want to put limitations, not that I have put limitations, but I walk around, and I, want to make, I don't want to make, make it sound like I walk around with this big old heavy bag on my back, because that's not it. But I do, I take inventory of where I am and in everything. It's not just in terms of this, but everything, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. my relationships, no matter what it is, I take inventory. So part of my inventory when it comes to the work that I do, the various um, types of work that I do, because I don't do just one like you, I wonder if I am sometimes pushing aside, especially, well, let's say, when I was raising my kids. My kids are all adults now. But was mm-hmm. I would would try to have a balance more than, and I know most people try to have a balance, but I get caught sometimes in my thought, 
you need to push aside what you're doing and you need to spend that time with them because I was wondering if I was giving way to the dollar for the person in this sense. I'll just use it that way. Yeah. Not, I know it's not always the case that it's a person. It could be anything. You know, it may be um, I should be doing my laundry, but I'm doing this other thing, whatever it is. But let's just use the human beings pushing aside important relationships to go after that dollar. That's still fair Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and tell me yes, why. Yes, um, well, because, okay, some of the things that you have said, uh, I've done this instead of that, uh, doing the laundry instead of doing Oh, that just came to my nurse. mind, the laundry. The laundry yeah, is no, no. one of the least things I do, <laughs> but, oh, but, but it might be applicable <laughs> for somebody else, so go ahead. Right, but what I'm saying is that uh, we find other things to do to avoid the things that we really need to do. And a lot of people do that with regards to relationships, with regards to money, uh, with regards to running their business. When they know they should, but that's why plans so important. That's why goals are so important. And no, you don't uh, necessarily um, put your the money habits before your children but you have to figure out how to create, like in my business, I create systems, and my systems in my business help free up time. And also, my prices are for the value that I provide for my clients. So therefore... So when, you say when you create systems, are what do you mean? I mean, and I have systems, one thought in mind, but what do you mean? Well, I mean systems in all walks of life. You have to have structure, organization in all walks of your life, whether okay, it's so that's business, okay. whether it's the money, or whether it's the yes. family. No, no, I got you. you. I just didn't know what systems well, was. Right, okay. but in, in business, the systems means I'm not just going to do, I'm going to do as much as I can. I'm not just going to send one email. I'm going to get a, a marketing provider that does multiple emails for me, that handles my emails. I'm going to have the assistant, even if I can't afford, you know, full time, they're, that's why they are virtual assistants now for businesses because you can hire them by the hour. Yes. Okay. And, I have you now. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I understood. Yeah. I wanted Absolutely. To, if I didn't understand, so, then maybe someone else didn't out there listening. So I just want to make sure that we understood what you meant, not to assume that we knew. Okay. Let's get back to the okay. to the to the um, the thoughts or the 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 the, the journey the you wanted to take us on. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, um, once you remove the things that we were talking about and, and what you just exhibited there, you know, um, the um, different things that you may be doing to, mm-hmm. um, what am I, uh, sabotage, you know, your efforts, uh. then we can effectively move into the money management and the, the present. And that goes with having a control system on your money, such as a spending plan, um, if you have problems with money, uh, I invite my clients to track their money for 30 days at a time. And I mean, every you can put a little memo pad in your purse, three by five, or mm-hmm. they're smaller than that now. Put a little rubber band in your purse, a uh, rubber band to put in your purse, and you write down everything that you spend. And what okay. I do is I evaluate that and see where we can, um, you know, find money, and also you can see what your spending habits are. Yeah. You can go through and see what you didn't, you know, really need to spend on. 
what could have you been. Know, it's funny you would say that about putting the little pad in your in your purse. I've tried that and I've not been successful. But I have a friend who has been very successful. And years ago, I mean, she knew where every single penny went, and mm-hmm. to my much amazement, but not to hers. She was able, with that system, if you will, she was able to purchase a home in cash. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it didn't take her long. I I mean, it didn't take her long. It was just amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she knew where every penny went. I would never, I know I'm not that good that I would know where every single... But you can be. It has to. You you can be second nature. One of the things, the reason why I do this for my have my clients do this is because then they have to make tough decisions. Yes. If I I say if you don't write it down, you can't buy it. Yes. So that changes their mindset on what they can buy. Because I hold that, them I mean, that's excellent advice. Excellent advice. And I'm okay, unapologetic. Go ahead. They only have a few more minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so control. We need a part two. The, okay. Absolutely. Really quick. And where you can find and do that is things like Mint.com or a, a money coach such as myself. And then work on a debt elimination. There's a linear math system that you can have, that you can use, that can help you eliminate debt in the fastest possible time. And I can show you how to do that. Now, well, one thing about debt is that you're not getting ahead if you have debt. The interest rates on the um, investment products are so much lower now, 3%, and you have mm-hmm. a 9%, uh, a 19% interest rate. Yes. Uh, do my, I'm sure, I'm hoping my listeners understand why that's backwards. You know, you're about 15% in the hole with the debt, so that's what you get rid of, number one, and try to yes. operate only on cash. That also controls your spending. Um, and then that money you can use for putting towards your wealth building, and also with those people with tax time and they can't wait to get those checks back, well, I'm here to say that those exemptions should have been um, corrected so that you can break even during this time. Because uh, as you've heard, you give Uncle Uncle Sam a free loan. Yes. uh, And you can use that money that you have during the year to put towards your wealth building. Okay, so debt and um, taxes. Um, and so you use your big dreams in your present day, 30s and 40s, age 30 and 40, you use your big dreams so you can help with your future planning. And multiple That's streams of income. Everyone should have multiple streams of income. You cannot rely on any one source anymore. I saw a, a report that said that middle class was $40,000. I couldn't live on that 20 years ago and can't, certainly can't live on it today in California. Well, an article I saw this just this morning talked about all of the, I don't have it right handy, all of the money that is being, it was in the billions each year that is going to uphold governmental money that's going to uphold working people. These are not people on welfare. These are people who are working, but they are so underpaid, underemployed, that it's taking the government to help them. Now, when in the world did we get there? I mean, I'm sure it's been happening all along, but unfortunately I was so naive. I did not know that that kind of money was going towards people who go to work every day. 
There's but anyway, go ahead. We have a, just a couple of minutes, and I want you to get as much of this okay. as possible. So they're subsidizing their income. And yes. so you can subsidize your own income by multiple streams of income. That's just You true. know, have a side business. It doesn't take, but I can get you up in $200 uh, building your own website. You don't do these things on your own in the beginning in your business, and I can show you how to build your business successfully. Or um, when I let, at one time I was flipping homes when the, the market was good, and I made great money off of that. You know, yes. so brainstorm different ways that you can have multiple streams of income. And clear your clutter. Everything that you have in your house, you you don't need. And if you haven't been using it, somebody else could either use it or you can um, sell it and make money with it. Mm. We have to, you know, money has energy. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it has to be able to circulate. So you have to be able to... Respect it as well. It demands respect. You're not going to be given any more unless you take care of you're a good steward of what you have. You're very so, good you know, Excellent points. Yeah, and get, okay. What you know, about the, can you, you know, t- so, can you tell us real can you tell us very quickly um, make a point about retirement and then I want you to tell us about uh, your company and then we're going to have to shoot out. Okay, really quickly, retirement as acceleration. Um, Put maximize retirement plans while you're young. Of course, we've always heard that. But right now, know that if you're a person of a certain age, 50 plus, you need to start pay, playing catch up. And the government has allowed you to do that. So irs.gov, search um, IRA, IRA, contribution limits, and it will give you all the different reti- retirement plans that you can um, accelerate like 50-year-olds can put $6,500 into it, where, you know, under 50 cannot. They put 5500 And then the 401Ks, max out your 401Ks from your business. Um, check out ways to better manage your tax and retirement. And, um, but all the UCL and the Deferred Compensation Plan. Uh, IRA is good to have. A Roth IRA is very good to have because it's not, it doesn't have such stringent requirements. And if you get into emergency, you can take it out your principal without getting a penalty, only your principal now, not interest that you've gotten on it. So look into those things and look into maximizing your your um, your retirement revenue, particularly if you're 50 and over. And also the same goes here, the same type of multiple streams of income that you had before. And uh, diversify your portfolio. Go into safer investments when you get older. You can take that risk it's when you're younger. safer investments? You you can go into well you can go into investments that are safer like um, oh, mutual funds that diversify so yeah. that means that you don't lose as much we can go into high risk stocks when we're younger because we have more time to play right but you right. should not leave it there many people think that they can just leave it there but they can't you must move it to a more safer venue to be able to be there when you retire otherwise well if something bottoms out then a lot of people like back before when the market bottomed out, they lost a lot of, lost their retirement and their kids' college funds and things. Yeah. Okay, so basically that's really a, a just touching on the retirement. It's um, only touching. Retirement. That's true. Yeah. But Absolutely. I want but to um, let you share with the audience, with the listeners, how they might be able to contact you if anyone is interested in 
your services, which would be which would come through coaching and any other way that you want to talk about right now. So you have okay, absolutely. Thank you. Um, my website is financiallybrilliantwomen.com, dot com. Although we help a few brave men as well, <laughs> and many brave men. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, a few brave men that want to come in and you know uh, work with a woman, so to speak. I, I, I know but, what you're saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and on there, you'll find the services tab. Um, I have a special going on right now um, where I'll give you a half day virtual um, session with me for two hundred dollars off, which is great because there'll never be a that price again, and it's ending on tax day. Okay. Uh, but as well, there are other ways that you can work with me, processing. But just go to the website, financiallybrilliantwomen.com. I'm on all social media under Nisha Jackson. And um, you can sign and up Nisha for a complimentary N-I-S-H-A, for those of you who do not have the episode information, N-I-S-H-A, Nisha Jackson. Okay, Nisha, yes, go ahead. thank you. And you can also sign up for a complimentary discovery session and which um, we'll take a brief look at, you know, seeing what your issues are and see if, you know, whether there's a program that I have that would be a benefit to working with you. And I will tell you, I don't like you to waste your money, so if I'm not the person, I can refer you to the person, or I will tell you, you know, no things have gone too far and give you the direction that you need to be in. Because I've had a client who, you know, had hidden a car, Stop paying a mortgage, hiding out, and they weren't willing to negotiate with her. You can't yeah. let it get that far. You can't put your head up under the sand. So Nothing all, should ever get that website. far. We should always be proactive. Okay, Nisha, Absolutely. is there a phone number that you can share? Because I'm going to have to end this. Is there a okay, phone number? Okay, um, 800-440-3770. One more time. 800 440 3770. Okay, thank you so much, Nisha, and audience, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks, same place, same time. Thank you, Nisha. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Naomi. You do the same.